Forget your former managers, ignore the ex-pros. As football fans, we all know the real experts drink in pubs. It's funny, it's argumentative, and often it's just plain wrong. Welcome to the Foss Arms Public House and welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast. Greetings Foxes fans and welcome to a slightly bemused Foss Arms from hence the Leicester City Pubcast Heralds to discuss all things Leicester City. Joining me this evening is my ever-optimistic glass completely full sidekick, Norm. <laughs> Norm, good evening. Good evening, uh, Killer. Um, a, a, a fine introduction, uh, although just just like to make a point. Although um, when we're talking about optimism, my glass is always full. I'd like to point out that normally it is empty. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yes. It's a point of optimism and a, a chaser of IPA, Trumpwell style. Lovely tradition of ignore. Go <laughs> to this evening, ladies and gentlemen. So I shall be leading the charge, and just to take the tension out of the evening, the pub cat Poppy Bojangles is already sat on my knee and i can assure you norm at any point when she disagrees with what we're saying she will let us know <laughs> I, I i suspect she'll be fairly vociferous then <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have no doubt at all okay obviously only one place to start and that is molyneux and i mentioned at the at the top of the show that it was a slightly bemused fossils because i've got to be perfectly honest with you norm i thought leicester were terrific I think we should have got at least a draw. How didn't we? I I really don't know. I I, I couldn't agree more. I thought um, I thought given that it was a it was a defeat. I've come out from the game feeling very disappointed. Um, I think the, the the answer probably is that things just didn't quite go our way. Yeah. Um, I think there were potentially a couple of. Uh, refereeing decisions which I'm not saying were necessarily wrong but on another day might have might have changed changed things a little bit and you know a slightly better control from all Brighton and and Tillemans burying a chance it could have been very different but I think that given how challenging our season has been Wolves is a very hard place to go and it was I, I think it was a very positive positive effort so pretty, pretty, pretty happy given that we've come away with a defeat. I think I think that there's there's room there to see us moving in the right direction again. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought some of the football at times was excellent. We went a goal down. I won't lie. After nine minutes, I feared the worst. Yeah, especially absolutely. given the, the makeshift nature of this back two. But I thought from that point forward. We, we, we pushed on, we started to play some good football, we were creating some chances. I thought we were good value for the goal just before half-time. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, at that point, you were expecting Wolves to come out on the front foot. And in fact, it was us, wasn't it, in the second half? Yeah, no, com completely. We I, Just such an, a nice change, really. It's almost going, a bit like going back to last season. We tended to be a bit slow in the first half and second half we were great. And I thought we came out all guns blazing created chances, looked the better side, took the game to Wolves, which, you know, Wolves have got a terrific record at the moment and, and you know, a, a real, in, a, in with a real chance for a, at least a European play. So to to be on the front foot and looking like we are, we you know, we were going to go on and um, 
get a, a really good result out of the game to then kind of get hit by a, a sucker punch, which with, with a dubious offside is is was kind of, kind of hard to take. And but I don't know about you, my my feeling after that was that again the heads didn't go down, and I think that's a massive positive because other games we've seen them collapse. But I thought today they they went for it again and and could certainly have got something out of the game. So, or, or, you know, really, really, really quite pleased, Killer. Yeah, I thought there's some really good individual performances. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call out a couple of players who I thought were really, really good. I thought once again, Kidd and Dewsbury Hall yeah. played really well. I thought Tielemans had a hot and cold game when he was good. I mean, obviously his ball for the for the goal was sublime, but I thought some of it, some of his stuff was. Uh, uh, was 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 very patchy, but I thought Albright was really really good. And for me personally, man of the match, who I, I just thought he was excellent all game. And that was Ricardo Pereira. Are we starting to see the best of him again, Norm? Yeah, I I think everything you've said there, I cannot disagree with. And um, hopefully, Poppy jo- Bo- Bojangles doesn't either. But um, I, yeah, I thought Ricardo Pereira was first class, and some of his touches, tackles, going forward, he. And he's signed a new contract, hasn't he? Yeah. So I, I you know, it's like I, I think it could be like having a new player next season. You know, I think he really does look like he's back to his um his best. It must be hard after having such a serious injury mentally to be able to go into challenges and and really feel that you're the player that you were before. And I think it's taken him a long time. Yeah. Um, but I think he's there now and yeah, I thought you were spot on. He was undoubtedly not not just not just our manager man of the match. I mean, Podence was was probably a, a fair shout, but you know he was borderline man of the match for the for both teams. He was outstanding. Yeah, he was. Again, you know you when your looks not in, don't you? Where effectively they've had two strikes on goal, both <laughs> absolutely clean as a whistle. They've gone in. There is an argument to say, given that Cashmere Michael went up for the last set piece, there is an argument to say that Schmeichel had more action in the opposition half today than he did his own, because I can't remember it was a save he made, really. <laughs> no, no, and uh, and he got clobbered when he was up there, wasn't he? I, I did um, I did have visions of uh, like Alisson scoring against West Brom, I think it was last season, maybe the yeah. season before, when Schmeichel went up. I thought, oh, come on, come on, Casper. But um, no, he didn't have a lot to do, and they were two great strikes, and that I think that's that's what makes it even more frustrating, isn't it? You know, you, you some sometimes you get undone by moments of like utter brilliance. Like if you're playing a team like Man City, don't get me wrong, they're two super strikes. So you know, they're, they're, they're great bits of football in themselves, but they they won't score goals like that again in the next sort of ten games. So to have two against you in one, in one seems a little bit a little bit unfair. Yeah, and I think just the way our ways go, our looks going at the minute. Let's not forget as well. This is a Wolves team that have only conceded. I think it was one goal, one goal in open play in ten games. So for again, for us to have scored and created so many chances, I, I just feel on the back of a defeat, Norm, that that there there are brighter days around the corner. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, one hundred percent. I think I think we've, we've it's nice that we're both kind of positive about it and uh, you know it is a defeat and there were things that could have been better i thought some of our delivery was disappointing yeah you know i think i I think we 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 still set pieces in both attacking and defending um you know we seem to just have some some challenges with but you know let's let's not 
dwell on that. Let's dwell on the fact that it was a decent team performance. Let's dwell on the fact that we still have huge injury problems. And it is giving these younger players and these uh, peripheral players a chance to bed themselves into the side. And so next year, when, when they're not starting, at least they'd have had some experience. And maybe it will benefit the football club moving forward um, that these players have um, had so much experience. So let's let's dwell on the positives and not worry too much about the things that haven't gone quite as well for us today. You know, it's like you say, a bemused Fox Arms. I think that's the first time we have had a bemused Fox Arms. But, you know, it's always nice to have a, a different feeling, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing that I am going to have to touch on, though, and I suppose this is an obvious thing, really, Patson Dacker. Obviously, he's exploded onto the scene. His stats look great. He's scored goals. He's got assists. I just wonder whether today, with a really solid Wolves back three, and it, and it was, you know, Kilman, yeah. Cody, and uh, and Sars, who's, who obviously, you know, it looks a really big, strong centre-back. I just get the feeling today that the slight difference in class between him and Vardy in terms of movement, in terms of just the way he he, he, he rags those centre backs around. I don't know. I don't know about you. I thought today we perhaps perhaps got a, a bit of an insight into the level that Patson Dacker is at at the moment because I just thought he might have just lacked a little bit of class. Yeah, I think that. I think that's. I think that's probably fair. Um, I suppose young players like that. It's he's, he's not. What's the word? Like kind of not necessarily as cute as a player like. Vardy would be, and that's the stuff you you just learn from playing the game, don't you? He's got raw pace, he's got raw ability, but against really top quality defenders, that isn't always enough. You just need that little bit extra, don't you? A bit of a fear factor, yeah. and that's what Vardy gives us, isn't it? You know, nobody likes playing against Vardy. If anyone says they does that, does they lie? You know, no one likes it, but they would always rather play against Dakar at the moment. But hopefully, um, thing, things like that will come. Maybe today would have been a, a the day to have started Ian Acho up front. That perhaps would have been a, an, an option, but you know, again, it, it it is what it is, and let's let's not take away from the performance. But I think you're right. A, a Vardy in our side over the last few games would have um, he makes a difference, doesn't he? He's, he's Jamie Vardy. He makes he he makes a difference. Well, he's, you know, a, we, he's a world class striker. He's arguably the best player he's ever. Who's ever yeah. played over a sustained period of time? Yeah, in, 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 a, in a blue shirt. So yeah, naturally we're gonna miss him. Just on the Ian Atchu thing, uh, just just how much as we go through time does actually Ian Atchu start to become a footballing enigma? He starts to become a player <laughs> where the reality of it is, it is very difficult to fit him into a team. I think he's already there to a point, isn't it? I mean he. I mean, we've said this so many times, so sorry for going over like old ground, really, but he must look at his performances over the last couple of years and kind of wonder, really, what, what he's got to do to get that opportunity, particularly when Vardy isn't there. Um, so, it, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's it's tough. I mean, obviously, the way Rodgers is thinking, he's he isn't the player that he, he's looking at, at starting on a regular basis. So, I think that you know, come the end of the season, that'll be, I think that'll be an interesting time for Ian Acho because I suppose I think he likes it here. I've got, I've, I don't think there's any reason why 
he's not enjoying his time, but I would imagine he expects to play more. And maybe if he's not going to be guaranteed um, starting a little bit more, he, he might be angling for a move. Doesn't It doesn't ever seem disgruntled. I mean, it's quite odd, isn't it, with, with footballers? <laughs> there, there, there are those footballers who, if they get substituted or they don't play, they make it just visibly known that they are grossly, grossly unhappy. And then there are those other footballers. It's almost like part-time football suits them. And I start thinking about Divock Origi at Liverpool. He's a, he's a classic example. You know, he gets <laughs> he gets sort of 10 minutes every every three or four weeks. Seems very happy with it. I'm just wondering with Ian Atchew, I don't get any disgruntlement from him when he gets subbed or when he comes on. There's no kind of whispering in the boss's ear. There's no, no. sort of... So, so yeah. Again, you, you wonder whether or not he's actually relatively happy being a bit part player. Yeah, look, I mean, quite, quite possibly. But or alternatively, he's just an absolute model professional. He knows, you know, he's part of a team. He accepts his role in that. He doesn't grumble or groan. He's pleased when he's playing. He, he doesn't grumble too much, or not outwardly anyway. Which is what you know. Which is what you want. Which is what you want from your players. So. You know, I, I don't want to see Ian Acho go. I think he's, I think he's a nice player for a really nice player for us to have, and I hope that you're right. I hope that he is satisfied with the kind of the game time that he's getting. I mean, I, I just kind of think that with Vardy being out, he would have expected that little bit more. And whilst whilst obviously he's been away on African Cup of Nations duty and he's had injuries himself, it does seem that Daka has just had the the nod. A little bit, which which may just make him think behind the scenes that maybe maybe it's time for me to 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 think. But you know, Vardy isn't getting any younger. Um, you know, we, we we do need still need him, I think. So you know, hope, hopefully he's gonna gonna stay. But you're right, he's uh, I think it's getting quite close to decision time. Well, watch this space. Brendan has been very public, and indeed the club appeared to be very public that there are wholesale changes. Come yeah. the summer. Um, there's no doubt when you put your drop your finger down the, the subs bench. I mean, if you look at if you look at Perez, for instance, I mean he's just not getting a look in. Chowdhury looks like he's he's the same, especially now we've got Mendy. Um, so it's going to be very very interesting when we talk about wholesale changes to see what's to see what's coming. But we will speculate about that another day. Just want to go back then to our European match on Thursday, Norm. Obviously, this is a very different tournament. Um, there are a, a total lack of quality teams. We know that. But fascinating that Brendan put a very strong team out to no doubt at all do a job against Randers on Thursday. Yeah, a, a, absolutely. And, and 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 a good job they did. It was, I mean, it was just like a, a dominant performance and hopefully gave the players some... You know, some much needed confidence to show what they they can they can do, and and you can only be what's put in front of you, can't you? Yeah. You know, Randers are Danish cup holders. I know they're not played for about six months because of the the weather and the Danish league, but you know, four one. It's a, it was a it was a really solid performance and some some good efforts from the from the players. It, you could always look at stuff like that as a banana skin, but we've got we've got through it. Very, very nicely. Um, it's put us in an excellent position for the second leg. Um, I know we've still got huge injuries, so 
good. I'm not saying he's going to be able to field a hugely second string side, but it does it does open up the possibility with some um, difficult games coming up, doesn't it, for him just to be, you know, leave, leave a couple of the players at home maybe um, without any real. I'm touching wood here without any real concern that um, that we're gonna we're gonna go out. Um, particularly given that it's clear that given the team he played, that it is a competition he's he's interested in, despite the fact he came out and said he didn't even know we were in it. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, well, he knew, he knew nothing about it, but I think, I think to be perfectly honest with you, I think, I think he joined the rest of the footballing world when he, when he said that. But the, but the interesting thing is, I suppose, with this, is this is obviously now going to be our one and only route to Europe, and yeah. I know, I know a couple of Leicester fans that have turned around and said, "I don't know if Europe's going to be great for us next season." Actually, maybe we just need to to be totally focused on the uh, yes. on the Premier League. And I get that to some extent, but you know, you only live once and all that. And, and and I've got to say, I've really enjoyed Thursday nights watching Leicester City play in Europe, and would quite miss it. I think next season. What about yourself? Yeah, I I I, I I'm inclined to agree. I mean, I know. Tim's very much um, on the, the the side of let's absolutely avoid getting anywhere near this conference, Europa Conference League or anything like that. But I, I kind of think it, it's a European competition. At the end of the day, winning it gets us into the Europa League. It may well affect our our form next um, next season in the in the league. But you know, my, my gut feeling is. It, like you say, it's not like we've had years and years and years of Champions League football and, you know, oh, it's the Europa League. I mean, actually, it'd be, it'd be great to be in the Europa League again. So, do you know what? Particularly given the results, you know, recently, where there is now no chance we're going to qualify for Europe through the league, let, let's go out, win this competition and at least be in the Europa League group stage next season and and give that a real good shot. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's good. It's good fun. So why, why, why not? For those listeners with uh, good quality sound equipment, you will now be able to hear the dulcet meowing of Poppy Bojangles. And um, yes, there she goes. She's. What is clear, Norm, is as she was saying, she became highly vociferous. I can only assume. That she's anti-European Conference League, um, wants out of it, wants us to focus on the Premier League and to get as high a finish as, as possible, and and for us to not muddle with it anymore. But um, anyway, that's that's her opinion. We we have got ours. So we've got Randers coming up. And we'll obviously have a chat about that, and we'll have a chat about the two league games. Just to remind everybody, there is no podcast next week because there is no game. We were due to play Chelsea. Chelsea playing in the Carabao Cup and Leicester City get a well-earned weekend off, which is probably just as well given the pretty horrendous weather that we've we've had this week. But I just thought I'd digress for a second before we got on to the to the three game reviews that we've got coming up and just offer Norm some little transfer swap dilemmas. Of course, we like to play these these hypothetical games, Norm, because it's never going to happen in real life. No. But what if it did? 
<laughs> so I'd be interested to get Poppy Bojangles' feedback on this as well. But given the fact Yuri Tielemans is going to leave, I think yes. I think we would all concede this. And given the fact we are absolutely hopeless at defending set pieces, and we could do with some big, solid guy with a massive head. Um, Yannick just... Vestergaard. <laughs> well, now maybe somebody who can actually head the ball would be would be good. But I'm go- I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you I'm gonna right. offer you a dilemma then. Okay. United come in, Manchester United that is. They come in and it's a straight swap. Yuri Tillemans for Harry Maguire. Ooh, that's a. <sighs> oh God. Sorry, sorry, listeners. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dwell on this. Um, He's just had a big sup of his Trumpwell's IPA. That is a, that is a cracking question. I, I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to think of here, to be honest, is the, is whether we're getting good value for, for the swap. I suppose given that Tielemans is going to be out of contract, um, I, do you know what? I think I'd probably take that. Oh, okay. I, what do you, think, what do you I think, think I would say to that? I think you'd say no. Incorrect. I'd take it. I, I would take it because I just think when we've we've got such a set piece issue, I mean, it is it's horrific. And the thing is, the whole of the sporting world not only knows about it, it's laughing about it. You know, it's it, it it's absolutely horrendous. I just get the feeling of the fourteen goals we've conceded in the Prem this season through set pieces. I just get the feeling that if Harry Maguire was playing for Leicester, you can strip that number down to about three. Yeah, and and and, be, and yeah, that, I think that's that's fair. I'm not. Yeah, I think that's 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 okay. I mean, obviously we've got Fafana to come back, but I think we've got to expect that Evans is, you know, he's kind of a sick note, isn't he? I mean, how how much more playing time realistically are we going exactly. to get from I him? Thought, I thought that earlier, Norm. I mean, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. With poor old Johnny, he's a, he's a brilliant player. Yeah. He's he's got to really be on this summer. He could he well he could quit this summer. He could he could literally just have physio's advice that says no. It's time to it's time to just put your boots up. So look, we know we need a centre back. The reality of it is that getting a top quality centre back is is difficult. I know Harry Maguire's slow. I know he's one paced. We're not talking about that. We need a dominant header of the ball. He scored he scored a very good header today, by the way, for for Manchester United. So he's so he's dangerous in both boxes. I would personally take it. All right, so that's two. But listeners, if you've got a view on that, obviously do email us at the usual address, which is lessercitypodcast at gmail.com. Interested in your views. Dilemma number two then, Norm. And I'm pretty certain which way you're going to go on this. (laughs) Okay. KDH, straight swap, Jared Bowen. Oh, uh... I w- th- that is an easy um, easy one for me. I would, I wished we'd signed and was an advocate for signing Jared Bowen before uh, West Ham did. I thought he was a great player for for Hull. I think we really missed out. I would absolutely swap KDH. Sadly, you know, I think KDH is turning into a great player, but we need someone now. And Jared Bowen would have been the the kind of the winger, the forward that we've missed. You know, that would have replaced Perez and would have made the difference. So, absolutely, 100%. Right, I've miscalled that. I absolutely was certain you were going to say no to that. Really? Yeah, yeah, simply because, but when you're quite right, I mean, in, in terms of status, 
Jared Bowen, absolutely fantastic. Be very surprised if Southgate doesn't pick him for the England squad. I just think KDH, the potential, massive. So yeah. I'm going to say no to that. No, I, I, I fully accept that. Um, I, I'm not originally. I wasn't quite convinced by KDH. I think he's developing into a great player. So, I think I'm. Some of it's based on my my feeling about the fact he seemed to struggle to pass to his own players. But I think Jared Bowen's brilliant. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough one. A, a, a great dilemma. But you're quite right about Jared Bowen. It was it was annoying, wasn't it? It seemed too obvious. And when you yeah. think about how much they paid for him, absolute peanuts in this in this day and age. Absolutely. That, those sort of signings annoy you, don't you? Where you go, well, hang on a minute. We've actually done pretty well with our championship signings. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason at all why he wouldn't have gone wrong. Okay. Anyway, last one then. Right. Harvey Barnes, straight swap, Alan St. Maximan. If you'd have asked me this, right, just give me a meow. I think she's she's on for that one. What she she would she do the swap? I think so. Just yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah. No, she is. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with her, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say why. I think Harvey Barnes of a before he got injured, I I probably wouldn't have done, but whilst uh, Sam Maximum, he makes me laugh when he's playing because he just. It almost seems like a little bit like a headless chicken, but he's just lightning quick. And I think he's a, I think there's a really, really great player there. So the way Barnes has been, I think I would begrudgingly take that. Yeah, I would, mate. I would. And for all the reasons you've said, they're actually both fairly inconsistent, but there is no doubt at all that St. Maximum, when, when he is on fire, this boy can play some serious yeah. football. Yeah, he, so scared, he scares you. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I watched him recently against Everton, who's absolutely carving him up for fun. So, uh, yeah, that'd be quite interesting. Okay. And, and just one more thing before we move on. Not, not so much a dilemma, but just interested in your feedback. Adimola Luckman, should we sign him in the summer or not? The, 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 obviously, I wasn't on the last. Um, podcast but the one prior to that you were a, a bit negative about Luckman and I have to say I I, I think we I think given that he's not expensive I I kind of quite like him I, I so yes I, I I would sign him I don't get me wrong I don't expect or want him to be the like this this nailed on first team starter but I do think he's, I do think he's good enough to, to be like a, a player within the squad. So yes, I would, I would take him and and I'd go a step further. And I know we've always said it, Perez has got to go. So yeah. you know, I, again, if it's about getting rid of a few players but keeping some, I think I'd keep him. And then the, the, there's other players that we need to, we need to move on this summer. Okay. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you. I think if the price is right, Luckman, I think, has just about done enough. He's erratic. I yeah. actually happen to think he was pretty good first half. Obviously, weighed him with a goal, but I thought he played well. The problem is, he is a bit of an enigma. I've used that word twice this evening for two different players, but he just is. And I just thought he kind of drifted out the game a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I think what I think where he's... 
with Lookman, I think you struggle to get the full 90 minutes out of him. So I actually think he's like when he came on against Liverpool. I know it's easy to say because he's he scored, uh, scored the winner in, in over Christmas. But it's like I, I think as an impact player, he, he's he's got it. Probably just not consistent enough to be the starter that we we still need someone in those positions that that we can rely on on a regular basis, like like we did with Albrighton in the uh, Premier League winning season, and obviously Mares. We just I'm not saying we're going to get a Mares, but need someone with the consistency to warrant uh you know almost being the second or third name on the team sheet yeah agreed okay so very quickly on the on renders then uh that game's coming up this week we're taking a, a healthy lead there of yeah. course with any football match you've got to show a little bit of respect but i suppose in terms of who was on the subs bench this evening or this afternoon who would you be looking to to give a start to presumably mendy's got to be worth a start hasn't he Look, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I feel for Mendy. I mean, he's. I think he's he's not. I'm not saying he's been harshly treated. I think he's just been very unlucky. I think they were expecting him to leave, and he, which is why he wasn't in the squad. So yeah, I mean, he, he's got to um, he's got to have a start. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think who else. I mean, obviously, Matt Barnes wasn't on the. Wasn't on no, the so you've got Perez, I suppose it's not this one. Samari yeah, I mean, potentially could start. Yeah, I mean, I think... I'm just not... I suppose players like Perez, he's just not featuring at all, is he? So, should we be... Is he going to feature at all? Because if he's not, it's almost like, what's the what's the point? I think I think Samari... I mean, you could make an argument for all of them, really. Um, I, I think that... I think that we need to play a reasonable side. But like like I alluded to earlier, you know, a four-one lead, you know, we, we should be able to make five or six changes. Like you know, you know, Indeedy, like you say, Mendy for Indeedy, Tielemans can um, can have a have a rest or not even, you know, perhaps not even travel. Ian Acho should probably have a start um, over over Dakar, assuming that Brendan's thinking that Dakar's going to start against Burnley. You know, I think if he's going to start Ianacho against Burnley, then play Dakar on Thursday. You know, I think I think he's got to be looking forward to the the two Premier League games. But there's enough time in between to be able to play whatever side he he likes. But you know, a trip to Denmark, yeah, leave a couple of the big hitters at, at home and let's go and uh, try and stop our. You know, we've, we've apparently we've lost seven consecutive away games now in all competitions. So. It would be nice if we can just draw that nasty little run to an end, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be, yeah. I mean, the worrying stat is we've only won two away games in the Premier League and they're both to promoted team, Brentford and Norwich. Neither of which particular world beaters, really. No, no, but we haven't won that many games in the... We've won seven, haven't we? Is that right? Seven this season, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're yeah, very, very, very true. We've not... Look, and again, I, I don't want to go back on it. We have had horrendous injuries... I think this is. I'm hoping that this season is going to be the blip, rather than what back to what we were would expect. So, I think we should still be looking more at the the fifth place finishes, and then next season we should be able to, even with losing a, maybe a, um, a couple of our better players, I think the, the overhaul will see as a see as right. And yeah, look, we're, we're going to win. We're going to win on Thursday. We're going okay. To win. The week after, I, I would imagine a tougher trip to Turfmore. Yeah. They're obviously on the back of an excellent. Excellent result against Brighton. You get the feeling Sean Dyche is working his magic and right. he's going to have those fully charged 
Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think they've been doing okay recently. And they've not got the points on the board, but I heard Dyche interviewed and he was kind of alluding to the fact that the team were playing how he'd want them to play. And he just, you know, they've been playing some of the top sides. And I, I think it's going to be, look, when is Burnley away anything other than tough? Um, the thing that really gives me hope is the fact that Chris Wood no longer no longer plays for them. So, I, I know um, um, Vic Horse uh, scored or has opened his account for them, but I think the fact that Wood's not playing, it will be an absolute battle, uh, and that concerns me a little bit given our uh, our defensive frailties and 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 perhaps a slightly weak underbelly at the moment. But if we can get ourselves up for the game, then. I'm, 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 as you say, glass absolutely full, man. So I am, I am hopeful. But it, it, it always is a test. And goodness me, with um, this, the weather at the moment, uh, Turf Moor is not going to be the most inviting place, is it? it? It certainly isn't. And we've used the word enigma a couple of times already this season. Well, let's use it again. And enigma, I'll use it for a third time to to describe Leeds United. So a visit, <laughs> a visit from them on the. On the following Saturday for the twelve thirty lunchtime kickoff, how do you feel about that one? I'm quite looking forward to that one. I think it should be quite an entertaining game with a couple of slightly disappointing defenses, but players that can score that can score goals. I mean, I'm I'm certainly hoping it's not going to be a similar result to the last time they came uh, they came to a, to our neck of the woods. But um, you, I, th- I think. I have to say, Kelly, your use of the word enigma tonight is an enigma in itself, but it's absolutely correct. Leeds, it, <laughs> Leeds are absolutely that. So it's it's almost like what's the point is trying to predict scores with it. Think about what kind of game we're going to get. It, which Leicester are going to turn up? Which Leeds are going to turn up? If we if if both a good Leicester and a good Leeds turn up, it will be full of goals and it will be really good fun to watch. And I'm I'm sure Sky will be delighted that the, that they're there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll move on to the we'll move on to the predictor table in a second. But just out of interest, and we don't include this on the predictor table. But what would be your prediction for the for the Randers result, Norm, in the week? I I am. I am going. I, I think I'd go for um, a, a, perhaps a two-one Leicester win. I mean, the job's done. Don't want to. They're not going to get out of third gear. I'm sure Randers will score, but we, we've got enough. So I, I, I would go two-one Leicester. Two-one sounds sensible and safe passage through to the quarter-final of what is obviously now the most prestigious c- club competition in the world. Right, Norm. <laughs> I'm now going to pass the microphone baton on to you. And you're going to give us a review of the predictor table and also take our predictions. Okay, no problem. So, um, well, prior to today's game um, and after today's game, there were there were no changes. Although um, my two-one prediction for the win today and yours and Tim's at two-two, we're not actually that far off the money. And I think we're we're, we're unlucky not to get any points. But I'm propping up the table with 14 points. Then it's you, Killer, with 16, and Tim's on 17. Um, I'll tell you Tim's predictions for both games first, yeah. and then we'll, we'll then we'll go there. So Tim's predicted a 1-1 at Burnley. Yeah. And a, a 3-1 Leicester win versus Leeds. 
what yeah. about okay. yourself? Burn yeah. first. Girl. Yeah, all right. Well, look, I'm going to go glass half full. I mean, I'm sitting next to you. We're, we're effectively cuddling up together against the, 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 the Foss Arms fire. So I'm just getting a bit of your your optimism and your confidence. Ooh, just, yeah, it is, mate. So I'm going to go Burnley 1, Leicester 2 for that fixture. And for Leeds, I'm going to suggest a bit of a a bit of a free-for-all in terms of goals. I'm going to go 3-2, Leicester. Right. They are the scores I was going to go for. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my Burnley prediction, which was Burnley 1, Leicester 2. Um, but given I've bigged up the fact that Leeds and Leicester are going to both play well, I'm going to, I'm going to go four-two, Leicester rather than the three-two that I was originally going to go for. I've got to try and catch you up, so I can't, I can't go the same result on both games. So four-two, smart play, my friend. Norm, as ever, absolute pleasure to talk to you, listeners. Absolute pleasure for you to listen to the show. Remember, no show next week. Let's just keep the faith, Foxes fans, because I get the feeling better things around the corner and we will no doubt broadcast to you again in a couple of weeks. Many thanks and good night. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed the Leicester City podcast, please subscribe and tell everyone about it. If you hated the Leicester City podcast, please keep it to yourselves. See you next week.